it's not exactly a loving or patient welcome. It's not exactly kind or forgiving or a loving reception that Paul urges, yet Jesus challenges and presses on his own community in his own town, and he is literally run out of town and taken to the top of the hill to be thrown off. His life is in danger. This may seem like a drastic beginning, but but we know that Jesus will continue to preach the kingdom of God. He will continue to provide release to the captives, bring good news to the poor. He will go on and heal on the Sabbath, upsetting the religious powers. He will preach uncomfortable truths to the powers that be, so much so that ultimately we know that the Roman imperial powers will crucify him. So Jesus certainly has a bit of a rocky start to his ministry, and he does receive that initial pushback, but it doesn't just stop there. The reality is that Jesus' message was and is and should be challenging. We call the gospel good news, and it is that, but it also makes people uncomfortable. The gospel is uncomfortable at times. But we also know that the gospel is comforting to others. And so we hold on to this different tension between finding comfort and finding challenge in the words and the message of who Jesus was. There's a little bit of a debate when you Google it as to the true origin and the exact wording, be it the fictional newspaper man, Mr. Dooley, who claimed that the job of the newspaper is to comfort the afflicted and to afflict the comfortable, or Reinhold Niebuhr is, use, is credited for using that phrase for the gospel, for the church. And wherever that initial use, that original use, or how that phrase came about, it is fitting. It is our job as a church to comfort the afflicted, to bring good news to the poor. But it is also to afflict the comfortable. Because that, that is what Jesus did in his ministry. In his preaching, in his life, he ultimately afflicted, disturbed, upset, and troubled people. Jesus received a little bit of a mixed review on his first sermon in Nazareth. Well, at first they spoke highly of him. But rather than patience and kindness, as he went on, they were ended up filled with rage and ultimately threatened his life. There are times in our lives where instead of taking that love that that Paul urges in Corinthians, and maybe we're not filled with rage at the message that Jesus brings, but perhaps we're filled with a little bit of skepticism or indifference. Maybe we take some of those harsh truths that, that Jesus spoke, sell all your possessions and give them to the poor, somehow those don't apply specifically to us or, or we need to interpret them very, very carefully. But Jesus does challenge us with a powerful vision of the kingdom of God that provides release and relief, Sabbath jubilee. It was not and probably will not always be received with great joy because it is challenging to those of us who may happen to find ourselves in positions of power. Yet as challenging as those words and that message that Jesus brought That is what we are called to do as well. We are taught to bring and to bring that message and share Jesus' message with the world. 
But as you do so, recognize that there'll be people who don't like it. I hope and pray that no one will ever try to throw you over the edge of a cliff. But as we look through Christian history, as we look at saints and prophets through the years, we know there have been those who were assassinated, like Martin Luther King Jr., or executed by the state, like Dietrich Bonhoeffer. There are martyrs, those imprisoned, those persecuted, and those silenced. Yet as disciples, as people of faith, as Christians, as Christ followers, however you want to call it, we are called into this hard work. Recognizing that sometimes speaking the truth, speaking the truth in love, is going to be upsetting to others. It is a call to afflict, to disturb, to disrupt those systems and institutions that fight against the kingdom of God that Jesus teaches and proclaims. It may not be very comfortable because sometimes we're the very people who need to be disturbed. We're the very people who benefit from those systems and institutions. But we also should never forget that the other job of the gospel is also to comfort those who are afflicted, to comfort those who are oppressed by systems of injustice in our world. And trust me, it is not an easy calling. But as the, sing, the hymn that we will sing shortly reminds us and calls us, we arise because our light has come in Jesus and we will obey the Spirit's call. And that is to fling wide the prison door, to give, bring good tidings to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to burst forth in song, trusting in the power of God. Knowing that as we do this, it may not always be easy. It may lead to opposition. We may not even agree as a church, and we may get frustrated with one another. But that is still the Spirit's call. That is still God's call. And so as we live into that call to proclaim release to the captives, to proclaim the kingdom of God, let us keep in mind that advice from Paul as well that we put a pin in earlier. Let us do so heeding those words from that letter to Corinth, reminding us how we work together as a church, building our church family. We do so with love, with a love that is marked by patience and kindness, with love that endures and bears through those challenging moments, challenges that we certainly face as individuals, challenges that we have faced together as a congregation, and Red Clay has certainly faced challenges. Any church since 2020 has faced many challenges. We will face more challenges, I can tell you that. So Paul's words, which so many married couples are set out with on their lives together, Paul's words that helped build the church in Corinth and have helped build churches throughout the century, these words, this love, this way of loving that we know in God guides us in all that we do, all that we do to proclaim and work for Jesus' challenging and truly sometimes upsetting vision of justice. We work through it and we do so in love and we do so for the kingdom of God here and everywhere in the world. Amen.